and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. Hey, I'm Nick and this is the show where we cover top tennis lists. I hope to have my normal sidekick host, Brandon, back soon. If you're missing him, you can check out our recent bonus episode on Tennis Pod Plus where Brandon stopped by to chat Sopranos with me. But right now, I'm joined by my guest sidekick host, Brad Choma from the Doomsday Podcast. You might remember his Canadian ass from back on episode 164 where he quizzed me on the top 10 most disaster-prone states in America. And I've invited Brad back to guess a list that I brought this time. Brad, how are you? I'm nervous. I'll be honest, I'm nervous. I was so smug the first time talking about a country I don't live in, but now that I'm going to be railed on... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nervous. This will be revenge. (sighs) But you're back, so you must have enjoyed railing me about the country you don't live in last time, because you're back for more. I got a lot of positive feedback from people, uh, basically just for beating you up. (laughs) I actually also got positive feedback saying, hey, it was great when Brad was beating you up on the show. So there's that. Well, I am Canadian Brandon. I think that's what you called me last time. So that's right. Better looking though. uh, Better looking face. Brandon has a better ass. Better looking face for you. I'll say. I could work on my ass. (laughs) Take me a while. Maybe by the time you come back 10 episodes from now, your ass will be in tennis quality shape. We call it top shelf. Uh, In Canada, yeah, ass is called top shelf. Just top shelf replaces the word ass as like an anatomy, part of the anatomy? That's probably more of a Western thing. Uh, In the central, call it Ontario to the east, uh, we call it uh, double beaver. You're going to have to explain it. (laughs) I've never heard that ever. No, it's just like having two beavers down the back of your pants. You're like, oh my God, look at all that beaver. That's a double beaver. Yeah, okay, sure. Big, round, hair, brown. Hair for sure, brown, depends. Waffle-tailed. Waffle-tailed, absolutely. Well, you're talking about a Canadian thing, right? The expression you just, or the phrase you just used? Absolutely, that's very authentic. If you're listening by now, hopefully you've learned Brad is Canadian. His opinion is only worth so much, but we wanted to have him here anyway. And we're going to quiz his Canadian knowledge here in a second. But before that, I want to tell you that Brad's podcast, Doomsday, is a history lesson that disguises itself as a horror story where they explore the most, where they, Brad, explores the most bizarre disasters from around the world. One of my favorite shows. So, Brad, remind the folks at home who the hell you are. Anything you want to say about yourself, your show, before we get going? Yeah. Have you actually listened to the very last episode? I think I listened to the one before that. I listened to the Indianapolis Coliseum fire. Okay, so the, the Indiana Coliseum fire was, uh, you know, it was a, kind of a touching tale about loss and tragedy and youth and exuberance and Halloween. But the last episode we did, and this is, this is kind of a way of saying here's what the show is about. In the last episode we did, we touched on the dangerous topics of sea life, being out of the sea, in the sea, near the sea, uh, at various depths of the ocean. And by the end, the supporting cast of that episode were turned into a kind of sneeze, you know, just a bloody, a mist, a spray. <laughs> what we like to do is we, we take these really disturbing true life tales uh-huh. that nobody remembers, you know, just kind of lost to history kind of stuff or, you know, thankfully forgotten. And we re-explore it, but we do it through a lens of why it's interesting. How much did you eat before this started? What could you do to protect yourself in similar circumstances? It's fun. It's fun. It is fun. I love making people throw up on the internet. Yeah. And the best part is, you know, they're throwing up, but you don't actually have to see or hear it. You just know that it's happening. They call in sometimes. Probably after the fact, not during. If it was during, that'd be a quick, yeah. I've never heard anybody throw up during feedback. 
Great. I have for this show a couple of one-star reviews. But Brad, I know that if someone's listening to this show, the Tennis Podcast, I know mm-hmm. they'll like your show too because our shows are similar in some ways. It's research and fact-driven most of the time. And you get a lot of sound effects of people being crunched under various heavy objects, bones breaking, screams, blood, etc. Yeah, I would say if you're trying to sell both of these shows, uh, there's not a bag of popcorn big enough for all of the interesting things that you can learn while binging either of them together. Agreed. And I think let's binge the episode we're on right now. And this is, I don't know if I said, the show where we guess each other's top tennis lists. Hopefully you know by now we're like 10 minutes in. I'm going to bring a list here. Brad doesn't know what it is. And he's going to try to guess. I've given you a hint. It's Canadian themed. This is actually not related to your show at all. It's related to your fucking nationality. And today, well, let me introduce it in this way. Way back on episode six. Six, Brad. This, today is episode 174. So this is like 50 years ago in podcast years. But way back then, me and Brandon, we covered the top 10 largest cities in the United States. Oh, for God's sakes. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) And now, since I have a proud Canadian on the show, we're going to do the Canadian version. We're going to do the top 10 largest cities in Canada as of 2021. All right. We'll get ready for a three-minute show. I'm going to knock this out of the park. (laughs) No. I will make sure to drag it out and make it much more painful than that. Don't worry. It's going to suck. I have no doubt. So, there's a caveat here. Just like the US version way back When we say largest cities in Canada, we're actually talking about the metropolitan areas of these cities. Mm -hmm. So hopefully everyone knows what that means. It's uh, basically think of New York City plus the suburbs. Yeah. It's the larger area. So that's what you're going to be guessing. This data comes from Statistics Canada, the 2021 Canadian Census, and I pulled some supplemental hashtag Nick's notes from Wikipedia. Brad, did you know? that the United States is the third most populous country in the world with about 333 million citizens. How does that compare to our redheaded stepchild above us? How many millions of people live in Canada? Do you know? You know, the funny thing is, consistently, we are about 1 11th your size for population. Uh, we're right now, we're about 38 million and change. I'm going to do the math on that. Now I'm curious. Roughly it's 37 million is what I have. Yeah. 37 million divided by 333 million, 11.1%. You son of a bitch. <laughs> is that like something all Canadians know? Is that on the Canadian history test in high school? Kind of a weird thing. You go to public school, the entire morning is spent doing math, but it's not math like, how do I explain this? In Canada, we use a lot of references. You know, when you're in your town and you're saying, oh, how do I get to here? Oh, you turn left at Pizza Hut, you know, or where Pizza Hut used to be and then go down the road that smells like eggs or whatever. Yeah. In Canada, we do that for everything. So we calculate speed in like, uh, what the hell is it? Moose, maple syrup per moose. Absolutely. Right. So it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Then there's lunch, you know, have a nice uh, Alberta style pizza, dip it in some right. nice uh, Quebecois, uh, I wanted to say tree sap. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if when you said you have math all morning and then you had lunch. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering where are you fitting in the hockey history and the mm-hmm. maple syrup production? Those are the only two things in Canada. So well, well the funny, well, you... it's the kind of funny thing. Like you go to school in Canada and half the people in your class are either going to work with the trees or they're going to be playing hockey, trying to play professionally. What did you guys play with when you were kids? Like uh sports, you mean? 
Well, anything like, you know, chasing wildlife, like counting clouds, like I don't know what happens in Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma, what, what the people love here, even though I've lived here most of my life, I still don't consider myself Oklahoman <laughs> for some reason. But the people here, those nasty Oklahomans, they love their football, their foosball. So, whereas hockey's kind of the religion in Canada, that's football here. Well, hockey's kind of a funny thing because, yeah, it is like a religion here for a lot of people, probably about at least, at least three quarters of the people here. Um, I'm from Toronto, and one of the points of our distinct, of distinction of living in Toronto is that we have the Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. and we are the losingest team. Are you? We must be. We have to be. We're in the playoffs right now this evening. I swear it's only the second game and we're going to get ejected somehow. I don't even know how. It'll Who are happen. you playing? So- oh, your Canadian cred is on the line uh, right now. Yeah, I know. I'm supposed to be watching the game and here I am talking to you in a basement. What's all that, a boot? <laughs> a boot. <laughs> well, they made it to the playoffs, so that's They good. always make it to the playoffs. Tampa Bay Lightning, and you're losing as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Three to one. Okay, thank God. All right, thank God. Quick spoiler, that's the losingest team, perhaps, in the league, but I do have the winningest team on the top 10 here. We'll talk about that later. Why don't I transition us here into a quick overview of Canada as a country? There's not a lot to hear. I mean, Canada, you can wrap up the whole history of Canada in a few paragraphs, so bear with me, everybody. It's the 37th largest country in the world by population. However, it is the second largest country in the world by total land area, second to Russia. Russia, yes. In population density, Canada is number 185. Yeah. Canada is a big-ass place. I just said it was the second largest country by area, but as Brad knows better than I do, a lot of Canada people don't live there. No, it's true. A, I want to say 90-something, a high 90% is just unusable terrain. It's not the kind of thing that you could farm. It's not the kind of place where anybody wanted to move. There's no industry. There's no anything. So most of the population lives right on the border. Is it really 90%? I'm pulling that out of the air, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot. We have barren Arctic islands in Canada, larger than entire states put together. Like, and it's just sitting there. So why do you live there? Why do I live here? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, just tell us uh, what's your relationship with like, like with Canada? I love Canada. I love living here. It's a very, oh my God, it's really, really safe. Um, everyone's really, really friendly. All the stereotypes are 100% true. Back bacon, maple syrup. I mean... You live in Toronto now. Is that where you've always lived? Or at yeah. least the greater Toronto area? Yep. We'll come back to Toronto, I promise. Mm. Let me tell you more about the history of Canada. The indigenous peoples have continuously inhabited what is now Canada for thousands of years. You're nodding as if you you know all this very well. Canadian history, is that part of uh, curriculum? It's part of the lunch hour. (laughs) When I told Brad he's nodding, he started slowly bopping up and down his entire body, which was uncalled for, but appreciated. Every lunch hour was the same thing. Everyone, chew quieter. We are going to learn our history. (laughs) But it's hard to chew quieter when you're eating Canadian bacon dipped in maple syrup all the time. Very good. Beginning in the 16th century, British and French expeditions explored and later settled along the Atlantic coast. As a consequence of various armed conflicts, I'm glossing over several (laughs) wars and other history here, but I'm uh, trying to keep it brief. As a consequence of various armed conflicts, France ceded nearly all of its colonies in North America in 1763. 
1867, Canada was formed as a federal dominion of four provinces. This began a addition of provinces and territories and a process of increasing autonomy from the United Kingdom. Eventually, it culminated in the Canada Act of 1982, which severed the vestiges of legal dependence on the Parliament of the United Kingdom. Is that right? That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, we've always been British to an extent. She's, you know, the Queen's on our money and, you know, we do pray to her every single evening, but... As do I. Yeah, but we did, we did send her some kind of walking paper back in the 80s. I mean, I think she's getting her walking papers from God here in not too long. So <laughs> we, we all got that to count down toward. Too early. <laughs> Today, Canada is the eighth largest economy in the world, which I thought was fascinating because Canada, way down at number 37 on popularity, way down at number <laughs> way, 185. Population. Population, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Population, Freudian sip. It's also way down at number 185 on population density. Density, yeah. Despite that, it's way up at number eight for economy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we do all right. Will you do all right on this list is the question we all have on our minds. Hell no. I have cock-teased you long enough, Brad. Tell me, what's your first guess for the top 10? I'll bet you know number one, obviously. You probably know that. I don't think you're going to do as bad as you think, but maybe you'll surprise me. Give me a guess. Largest cities by metropolitan area. All right, so here's my thought. Do I, on the one hand, do I fumble through the cities now, or do I just drop the one solid bomb that I know right off the top of my head, and then fumble for the rest of the time? We like to save the bombs here to the end. All right, screw it. Um, let's see. You've mentioned a few of them already today. I'm going to start with a weird one. Not a weird one, but way out in the East Coast. Halifax. Halifax one of the most famous cities in the Maritimes region. And it is the city that very famously exploded back in World War I. That sounds right. It's the one story from World War I about Canada that everybody knows, that we had a boat in harbor and it exploded and basically bounced off the bottom of the harbor and it was the largest non-nuclear man-made explosion in history. Now that I didn't realize. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Canada hasn't been a part of many, at least not modern, wars battles, <laughs> they kind of stay out of it, which is good. We used to. We used to join anything. We'd go and kick ass all over the place. If you go to Denmark or parts of the Netherlands, even to this day, as a Canadian, they will treat you with so much respect because of the sacrifices that were made overseas during the Great Wars. But then at some point in the 50s or the 60s, our sitting prime minister, who I can't remember, might have even been Diefenbaker, they basically decided, okay, here's Canada's deal now. We're armed. We will continue to want to help everyone, but we're not going to do it in a combat capacity. So we changed our role from global combatants to peacekeepers. So we send our forces everywhere, but there's no, mm. there's no real agenda. It's more just to try to keep people safe. And we've been doing that ever since. I hope Putin's listening right now. The world needs peace, not conflict. Be more like Canada. Anyway, your guess, Halifax, is number 12. Damn it, that doesn't bode well. That's bad for me. <sighs> All right, then you know what? We're going to, we are going to Quebec City. Quebec City. Have you been? I have. I haven't been there in years, but I went there on a school trip. It is so much like France that when people from France come here, they freak out about how European it feels to, to walk the cobblestone streets of old Quebec City. Yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. Very historic. I remember walking around and at one point finding a tree and it had a massive, like a 18 inch cannonball in the base of the tree. The, basically, a cannonball had been shot into the city, landed, and a tree grew up around it. And they were just like, mm. screw it, that's beautiful, let's leave it. 
that's how historic this place is. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I think it was founded in 1640 something. Yeah, that's one thing I'm jealous of uh, from pretty much any country, honestly, uh, but including Canada, is the U.S. is such a new country as far as, you know, settlement yeah. anyway, compared to the rest of the world that our history here only goes back so far. But you go to Europe and there's places that are thousands of years old. Yeah. That you can see. So that is cool. And touch and taste. And touch and taste. Absolutely. Your guess, Quebec City, is number seven in the top <gasps> ten. Did it. I've arrived. Barely. It has a metro population of 839,000 as of 2021. And to give some context to our listeners, which are about 70% of our listeners live in the United States, 839,000 for the metro would put it somewhere, let's see, I'm looking at a list. Of American cities? If Quebec City was in America, it's 839,000 would put it at number 71. Oh, snap. Yeah, 71. The largest metro in America is the New York City metro, which has 19, almost 20 million. <laughs> it's fucking insane. 20 million population in the metro. Quebec City, 839,000. Now, I'm not picking on Canada or anything. I'm just trying to give people context. The nickname of Quebec City is La Ville Capitale. How'd I do on that? Pretty bad. <laughs> its motto is Dondi... <sighs> well, I don't know. It translates to, I shall put God's gift to good use. Brad, how often do you put God's gift to good use? <laughs> At least a few times so far, I think. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm blushing. He's blushing. I can see him. So let me tell you more about Quebec City. It is home to the earliest known French settlement in North America, which is Fort Charlesbourg Royal, established in 1541 by explorer Jacques Cartier. I'm not good at French accent. With some 400 people, but it was abandoned less than a year later due to the hostility of the natives and the harsh winter. That is until explorer Samuel de Champlain. Mm, wow. Do you know this name? Sure. Say it. Uh, Champlain. Champlain. <laughs> sure, I'll take your word for it. He founded a French settlement again in 1608. Quebec City is one of the oldest European settlements in North America and the only fortified city north of Mexico whose walls still exist. Again, yeah, that goes back actually, to history. That's, that's what I remember about the place. There are, it has... Uh, these ancient walls, well, not ancient, but these, these centuries-old walls that surround the entire city, these giant stone walls, and you're allowed to walk along the top of them. Now, one of my friends, we were there in the winter, and he slipped off the top, fell about 25 feet, landed on his back, Holy broke both shit. his legs, landed in front of a police car, and the police car turned on its lights, went, woo, moved up about four feet, turned off the car, got out, took him to the hospital. We all ran back to the hotel, because we were in grade eight. Oh my god. That's uh, broke both his legs, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. So what I said there, it's the only fortified city north of Mexico whose walls still exist. Which is interesting because, you know, Trump almost built the next fortified wall along the southern border to happen though. I didn't hear too, too much about that, but uh, a lot of us thought that it might be an interesting idea to continue it along mm -hmm. the northern border. You know, you can't trust well, everything on this northern border. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think it would have worked out great if we had gotten Mexico to pay for the southern border 
Canada to pay for the northern border. Right. East and west, we'll just find, I don't know, maybe India and Poland to choose two random countries. They can pay for those. Will you be willing to pick up the tab for the alligators? No. Because we know there was a plan to moat the border wall with crocodiles. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. What a shame. I mean, it's a solid plan. It kind of sucks, though, when the news is funnier than your podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not hard, though, in 2022, unfortunately. But good point. That might be a quote of the week there. Quebec City is a French city. We've established that. And today, 95% of the population speaks French as their mother tongue. In addition, more than a third of city residents reported speaking both French and English. So it's fascinating to me that there's people in Quebec City, which is not that far from the American border, right? Oh, no, it connects. Yeah. Quebec is right now. You, could, you drive from like Maine into Quebec, for example. Maine, I think uh, Vermont touches it, New Hampshire. Yeah. Mm -hmm all those. And so despite that proximity, there's people right across the border in Quebec that cannot speak English. A good chunk of them can, but there are some there that can't speak English. That's true. For a while, it was the most contentious thing in Canada was the idea that um, we had, the province of Quebec had language laws mm -hmm. uh, and it was to protect the language. And so the way that they went about that was to make English illegal in signage, <laughs> In all mm -hmm. sorts of different social situations, French had to be the dominant language. On packaging, there were rules around you had to have everything bilingual, but that the French needed 30% more representation than the English. Just lots of weird stuff like this. And uh, so there's lots of strange news stories about people trying to go to restaurants and screaming about menus. And This is still happening even now? I'm not sure how much. The last time I was in Quebec was in Montreal, and Montreal is very English. I mean, it's obviously a very French city, but everybody speaks English. Whereas I think in other parts of Quebec, especially in the north, um, it is much more about protecting the language. It's fascinating. And this is a great segue, though. Let's stay in Quebec. What is another Quebec city that you may have mentioned in the last 30 seconds that you think is in the top 10? Well, I'm going to think that Montreal is in the top five. Actually, I'm going to say that Montreal is in the top four, three. Final answer? Uh, uh, three. Nope. It's not Four? in the top three. It's, well, okay. It is in the top three, but it's also in the top two because Montreal is number two. Is it really? All right. Yeah. I'm duh. at number two. Duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I did take French in high school, believe it or not. You wouldn't know it now. What a waste. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Montreal, you've been there. I have, yes. Oh, yes. You prefer it to Quebec City. Now that I'm becoming more of an old fart, I'd really like to go back to Quebec City, but Montreal is just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just endless stuff to do there. Endless. Okay. Well, kind of endless. It's not like New York and it's not like Paris. It's, it's, um, it's really, it's its own thing. How similar to Oklahoma do you think it is? They don't have as many tornadoes. <laughs> okay. And there's less mullets. Sure. I, I don't know if that's true. There's more, how do you describe this? this is so unfair. There's more guns in Oklahoma. Mm. More cowboy hats, probably. I wonder about that, actually. There's been studies. See, a lot of Quebec is, is rural. The northern Quebec is rural. Northern Ontario is rural. And in these places, they say that Canada actually has more guns per capita than... Oh, per capita. Okay. ...than yeah. America. We just don't have violence issues. So I would think that there would actually be a lot of guns in Quebec. Actually, that's funny. There was a news story just today that I saw where there was a drone stuck in a tree in Windsor, Ontario, that had come from Detroit. And it was carrying a plastic bag full of pistols. Oh, my God. I think it had 12 guns in this thing, but it got stuck in a tree. And it's like, God, how many of these things have flown over here, you know? Well, that's great. 
<laughs> I'm going to suggest that people don't load ammunition or weapons into plastic bags and fly them over anywhere, but especially over orders to other countries. Can you imagine somebody trying to shoot down that drone? And then the other guns start going off and they're like, oh, it's shooting back. And <laughs> <laughs> it would start shooting back. I think instead of sending weapons and ammunition in plastic baggies, why not, you know, a Kit Kat bar or a nice book you've read? Oh, like a surprise and delight. Yes. Like something that doesn't kill your fellow man. Well, I would like to thank you guys for not sending over bombs or grenades and cups like they're using in Ukraine right now. That much. I really appreciate that. That's great. Yeah. Montreal, Quebec is number two in the top 10 with, uh, get this, the population in the metro is 4.1 million. That's much larger than Quebec City, which had 839. Mm -hmm. That 4.1 million puts it at number two. It's nicknames, there's a bunch, but some of my favorites were MTL, like, let's yeah. go hang out at the MTL <laughs> or in MTL. The city of 100 steeples. Sure. Yeah. And apparently Montreal is Canada's Sin City. Yeah, so the first time I went there with a friend, really long story short, we ended up sleeping in a Zeller's parking lot in a car. We went to Club Super Sexy. Oh, staple. And then once you get in, you sit down and you grab a drink and you sit at a table. And then you notice, you know, peripherally, there's, there's something going on beside me. And you turn your head and you realize there's a 30-foot wide TV showing anal penetration right behind your head. But because it's so large, you don't really know what you're looking at at first. So it's like a game. You try to figure out, good lord, what the hell am I looking at? Did you say you were in the super sexy bar or in Brandon's basement? I, I missed the start of it, where the big TV was with the anal penetration. I missed the distinction. What are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> anal penetration, I assume we're zoomed in on the 30-foot screen. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, you know... Oftentimes, every week when we release a new episode of Tennis Podcast, I'll put together like a one-minute teaser video of the episode with some visuals that go along with the episode. I'll see what I can do about putting some anal penetration in, in the teaser video for this week. That is super, and it's not too niche at all. I think this is really going to work out for you. <laughs> all right. Endorsed by the Doomsday Podcast. Let me tell you about Montreal. Its motto is well-being through harmony in French. Archaeological evidence in the region indicate that First Nations native people occupied the island of Montreal as early as 4,000 years ago, but it was eventually settled by French explorer, that same asshole, Samuel de Champlain, in the 1600s. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> it's the same way that our, our, uh, our lunch teacher taught us. <laughs> so don't worry, it's okay. Was it an American teaching you? Oh no, she was actually French. Okay, <laughs> that, that's concerning, but I'll move on. French is the city's official language and is one of the most bilingual cities in Quebec and Canada, with over 57% of the population able to speak both English and French. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is Montreal is the second largest primarily French-speaking city in the developed world after Paris, which means Montreal is a larger French-speaking city than any other city even in France besides Paris. I'm going to turn the table here. I'm going to sound like an ass for most of this episode, but now, shades of our first encounter together, yeah. you're wrong. No. Yeah. The largest French-speaking city in the world is actually Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, we're going to have to verify this. It, 
It would be the first time I'm wrong. So I, here, I'm going to take a note. Check on this. Don't throw this note away either as soon as we stop recording. Why are you using such a cartoonishly large pen? <laughs> because that's how, that's how seriously I take this, that I could be wrong on this fact. Did you get that from a sex expo? Because the- Brandon's house. The pen cap Brandon's looks kind of weird. Oh, oh, the uh, yeah, Montreal the sex basement, expo. Yeah. Okay, well, hot shot. Tell me if this is Mr. Fact Checker, if this is wrong. Montreal is regularly ranked as a top 10 city in the world to be a university student in the QS World University rankings. Oh, the QS rankings. Yes, absolutely. You're not going to tell me I'm wrong on that? No. God, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. Well done. Uh, Montreal is home to the ice hockey team, Montreal Canadiens. What a stupid fucking team name, by the way. It's just the name of the country. Just spelled differently. It's spelled differently. Canadiens, yeah. But why? I don't think anybody has taken it yet. Okay. Like, oh, we're the Houston Americans, and everyone else is just like, ah, oh, God damn. <laughs> Why did we think of this? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just floating out there, you know? Fair. That's a fair point. Well, that is the franchise, the Canadians, with the most Stanley Cup wins. Yeah. They're great. And it would be so great to be a hockey fan living there. It would be very rewarding, <laughs> I'm sure. Speaking of living there, there's a page of notable people that are from Montreal. Mm -hmm. Grabbed a few that stood out to me. Gerard Butler, the actor, <laughs> is actually born in Montreal. Yeah, he's a listener of the show. Obviously. Shout out to Gerard. A hell of an ass on him. And then the co-inventor of Trivial Pursuit. He's got a real double beaver. Really good. Real double beaver. Yeah. This is the only episode where I will let that fly. He's got Fair a enough. hell of a double beaver. He'll be back in America before you know it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But also the co-inventor of Trivial Pursuit, Scott Abbott. I know you're an avid Scott Abbott advocate he's from montreal as well he's actually a friend of a friend of a friend for real yeah when you're in when i'm in america and i talk about him i just say he's scott from canada and everyone's like oh yeah 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 yeah." <laughs> okay <laughs> i like you brad <laughs> we have to take a quick break to whisper something in your ear and that is that the sleep whispers podcast is one of my new go-to's Sleep Whispers features whispered readings and ramp. I'm not going to do that the whole time. I'm sorry. But Sleep Whispers features whispered readings and ramblings for relaxation and sleeping. It includes soothing meditations, interesting stories, tranquil poems, educational Wikipedia articles, and listener feedback. It sounds so simple, and it is, but that's the beauty of it. You definitely want to check this podcast out. Again, it's called Sleep Whispers, and you can listen to it right now or when you go to sleep tonight. You can listen on any podcast app or at sleepwhispers.com. Let's leave Quebec. Blah, French. <laughs> Taste out of my mouth. Okay, so we're done with French tonight. We've got Montreal at number two and Quebec City at seven. What else you got? Okay, I'm going to head west. Okay. But before, I'm not going to go all the way to the coast. I'm going to assume that there has to be something somewhere in between. <laughs> not much. <laughs> I drove... They call it the world's longest road. Young Street starts right at the bottom of Lake Ontario, and it goes right across the country. And I took that on a road trip with my dad when I was a teenager. We just drove together and took turns driving, drove north of Superior through northern Ontario across the prairies. And... Man, that sounds so nice to have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell him that. And I remember seeing cities on the horizon in the prairies where 
you're just looking at it and then hours go by and you're still looking at the damn thing and it's just getting slight like incrementally larger mm-hmm. but very slowly larger and then eventually you show up and it's like mm, oh no so between all of those prairie towns i'm gonna say saskatchewan is not represented and manitoba is not represented on the list those are guesses those are both guesses yes saskatoon is likely the largest city in saskatchewan and i don't think that would make yeah. the list and the largest city in manitoba is uh... well first of all i don't know what the fuck you're doing given two guesses at once but we'll roll with it saskatoon saskatchewan that's number 17 huh all right do you think someone named that after seeing a sasquatch because that's what i think of every time i see either of those words um, that's exactly what I think of too. And that that's the thing we do call big feet Sasquatch up here as well. So, I mean, it only makes sense that, you know, who knows, maybe a Sasquatch was a mayor at one point. Yeah. Way sidebar here, but there was a cat that was a mayor of a town, I think in Alaska. There was a ficus that was a mayor of a town in <laughs> Connecticut. How does that fuck? We can't like get healthcare for people or... <laughs> We can't, we can't feed all of our children, but the laws don't stop us from electing a ficus or a cat as mayor. So that, I don't understand that. There was another ficus that ran for sheriff in uh, Massachusetts somewhere. Someone (laughs) ran it for it. It did not run itself. Oh, is that how it said? Oh, sorry. My bad. Well, anyway, Saskatoon, number 17, Winnipeg, Manitoba is number eight in the top 10. And you know what the funny thing is? The one time I was in Winnipeg, it was flooding. And that was apparently, I just found out yesterday because it's flooding again today. It floods every now and then. They're calling it the flood of the century. It's bad, bad. So when I went through, it was, uh, you know, you're crossing over a bridge and you've got three inches of clearance and here comes, you know, torrents of water. It it was kind of crazy to actually be in a flood prone zone because we don't get that a lot geographically where I am here. And I know it happens a lot in the States, but so it's really interesting mm-hmm. to see when, when these kind of weird disasters, um, you know, we get a little jealous and we decide to hold them for ourselves just to see what all the hubbub's about. Right. Maybe a dumb question, but you know, we talked, the last time you were here, we talked about the most disaster prone states in America. Mm-hmm. In Canada, because I don't even remember that many, if any, Canadian episodes from your show, is there not the same uh, disaster ridden places? Honestly, no, not really. I mean, I shouldn't say that exactly, but uh, let's think about it this way. On the East Coast, you're subject to all kinds of crazy oceanic weather and the very, very rare occasional um, hurricane that might bounce and, you know, you catch the tail end of these things as they turn into tropical storms as they pass through. A huge chunk of the eastern non-maritime provinces is uh, Canadian Shield, which is this magical rock that protects us from everything. So it's incredibly stable. So we don't get earthquakes. We, we can't get volcanoes. Like there's just, we don't get anything. We get, we get tornadoes. The prairies will get tornadoes, droughts, not much occasional flood, maybe. Wildfire? Yeah, wildfires. Wildfires are kind of crazy. Um, Ontario's burned down a couple times. Quebec's burned down a couple times. BC likes to burn down a bunch. I mean, not as much as California, but, you know, we try. <laughs> we try. You know, you get these trends. We try. You'll get there someday. I have faith in you guys. Well, I, I really do want to start doing some Canadian disasters because there are some that are actually really, really cool. But uh, no, not near. Honestly, America is like a treasure trove. It's incredible. You just can't swing a stick without some 
historically something awful happened wherever it is you swing that stick it's funny if the people of america don't do it then the fucking country itself will the land itself the we got it all baby you guys are lucky i kind of think of america the way i think of australia you know you think of australia you think of a sunburned country where everything there even seashells are going to like actively go after you right mm-hmm. and america's kind of like that but it's not so much the wildlife it's everything else. It's the people, it's the yeah. topsoil, it's the weather. The topsoil, yeah. You're right. The education system. The education system. <laughs> if we could go on, let's keep going. Let's not, actually. Let me tell you about Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. It has a metro population of 835,000. Its nickname is Winterpeg, mm-hmm. which I'm going to assume uh, is a sign of its weather patterns. Pretty high up there, right? Pretty high north as far as big cities yeah. in Canada go. Yeah. It's one of those things where in the summer, if you're driving out that way, um, it's 11 o'clock and the sun hasn't set yet, right? 11 o'clock and the sun hasn't set yet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And in the winter, I've never been in there in the winter, but people just say like, hey, I was in Winnipeg and you know what I didn't do? Stay warm. <laughs> Enjoy my life. Have yeah, a nice, exactly. Have a nice day. Smile. Yeah. I think we have some Winterpeg listeners up there, so shout out to you. I know you're in your igloos right now, bundling together naked to stay warm, listening to the show. Shout out. Winnipeg, the city, represents 55% of the population of the total province of Manitoba, the highest population concentration in one city of any province in Canada. Winnipeg itself is named after Lake Winnipeg. The region was a trading center for indigenous peoples long before the arrival of Europeans who came in fucked everything up. Estimates of the date of first settlement in this area range from over 11,000 years ago Mm -hmm. to 6,000 years ago at the Forks. What are the Forks, Brad? Can you tell me? Rivers. There are rivers that connect to, basically, you know, you say, oh, there's a fork in the river. Creative. Winnipeg is known as the gateway to the West, which is also St. Louis in America. It's funny, when I do lists like this, I find that like every country, sometimes every state too, in America anyway, they'll have like the counterpart Mm -hmm. of their own version of something. Yeah. Right? Montreal was Sin City. Las Vegas is our Sin City. St. Louis is our gateway to the West and yours is Winnipeg. So, kind of (laughs) cute. Not a lot cute. It's kind of cute. Just a little bit. From 2007 to 2011, it was the murder capital of Canada with the highest per capita rate of homicides. But as of 2019, it fell to second place behind Thunder Bay. Where's Thunder Bay? Okay, yeah, all right. Thunder Bay is northern Ontario, not quite Lake Superior-ish. It's in a part of the country that's basically exposed Canadian Shield. It's a a town that was historically known for a lot of mining. It's fallen on hard times. I I think it might have had cheaper real estate. And so, and what always happens to towns like that, people move there and then it just becomes a bit of a drug den and so they they uh i know they have their issues but i actually really liked thunder bay when i was there but i haven't been there again since i was a kid when you were last there did you have any friends jump off high places and break both legs no or is that but exclusively quebec city thing that's more of a quebec city thing but i did have a friend actually we were walking along this wall and he it was winter and he slipped and he fell into a nickel mine and he was falling and we could just hear his arms shattering as he was just getting quieter and smaller and quieter and smaller and quieter. But again, it was grade eight and uh, we all ran back to the hotel and... Uh... Got drunk. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of drinking, one guy that likes to drink, he's also from Winnipeg, is musician Neil Young. Hmm. 
Also, pro wrestler Chris Jericho. Yep. Those are the two I grabbed. You know who you forgot? Who? Was uh, Captain Kirk is from Montreal. Captain Kirk. Which one's that? Uh, the first <laughs> one. Uh, where's my hair? Listen to this impression. Uh, oh, it's William Shatner. He's from Montreal? I'm pretty sure I'm from Montreal. Damn, you're right. He's born in Montreal. Okay. Ta-da! Still alive. I was going to say I was very nervous watching you type like that. Him and the Queen of England are going to be uh, fighting here for a little bit for that final ride out. Oh my god. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I can't say nothing now? This is a comedy show. Take that hood off. That's not a pen. That's a scythe. <laughs> All right. You have some work to do. You have How many have three I of the top ten guests. Uh, you have two Montreal, seven Quebec City, and eight Winnipeg, Manitoba. All right, screw it. We're going to same neighborhood, Regina. Regina? Oh, I forgot there is a place there called Regina. <laughs> Some people call it Regina. Most people call it Vagina. Some people call it Vagina. Oh, uh, yeah. I, sp- I spent a week in Regina one night. Regina, Saskatchewan, is number 18. Damn. Okay. I'm going to say, you know what? Screw this. I'm going right to the coast. Vancouver. Vancouver. You knew it had to be there. So I think if- it's three? You're spot on. Number three, Vancouver, British Columbia. With a metro population of 2.6 million. I wouldn't mind living in Canada someday. And if I do, Vancouver area, because... You're already very sad? (laughs) Well, there's that, but it just seems like the most temperature friendly for me, you know? Yeah, it's stable as hell. You got those mountains in the ocean, but the ocean would be freezing there. Um, And everybody I know who's moved to Vancouver, if they're not really outdoorsy types before they go there, they're not going to be real outdoorsy types once they get there. And so they're going to spend most of their time inside, staring at rain outside of the window and then tweeting about how sad it is. You know, they've, they've I left. I think you're just a Toronto in that is jealous of all of the great things that are in Vancouver that I'm about to tell you about. Well, I mean, most Toronto Toyans, we're a little jealous. I mean, it is beautiful as hell out there. There's no getting around that. Yep. Um, so tell me why else we're jealous. Yeah. There is an entire... So 2.6 million, if I didn't mention that. And mm-hmm. for nicknames, there's an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to the Vancouver nicknames. But my favorites are Vansterdam. Okay. Because yeah. it's... <laughs> I think <laughs> everyone can draw their own conclusions there. It's also called Hollywood North. Actually, Toronto is Hollywood North. Not according to fucking hashtag Nick's Notes, Brad. Oh, well, I'm not going to... Obviously not going to pick a fight with Nick's Notes. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's the second time tonight you've called out Nick's notes, Brad. I only have so much patience. <laughs> well, Vancouver is correctly called Hollywood North because it's the third biggest film city in the world yeah. behind New York and Los Angeles. Yeah, it used to be Toronto. Yeah. So maybe Toronto used to be Hollywood North. And you know what's a funny thing about that? Um, they use it mostly to replace New York or Chicago because it's easier to film here than there. They import garbage in order to make it look more American. And the complaint that film studios and producers have had is that the, the garbage gets cleaned up too quick. Like somebody will just come by and be like, oh, that doesn't belong there. So you're saying like for scenes, they want garbage about, right? A boot. A boot. Yeah. And so they, there's not enough garbage naturally in Vancouver. So they just, they look down like two hours south of the border and say, okay, oh, there's garbage right there. It's right, the, the second we step over the border, there's garbage and they transport it over. Has anybody 
call dibs on that garbage barge just there off the coast. No? All right, let's wave them in. <laughs> I could see the guys holding the thing, you know, waving. <laughs> like they're pulling in a plane. They just want to negotiate for a couple bags of ultra premium trash. Well, America, we got plenty of it. Non-medicinal waste. But Vancouver does not. It is also the highest population density in Canada. There's over 5,400 people per square kilometer. So yeah, there's a lot of people there. Indigenous settlement of Vancouver began more than 10,000 years ago, and the city is on the traditional and unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tisowatooth peoples. That's uncanny. Well done. Sarcasm? Very. Yes, quite. <laughs> Absolutely. People get it. They... They just can't see me doing the airplane with a spoon <laughs> on its way full of sarcasm. <laughs> a big old scoop there for me. The beginnings of the modern city of Vancouver, which was originally called Gastown. Do you know about Gastown? I don't. The city was originally named Gastown. It grew around the site of a makeshift tavern on the western edges of Hastings Mill that was built in July 1867. And this was interesting because I've known Brandon for a long time. Obviously, we're good friends. We've done 170-something episodes together. <laughs> I thought I knew everything about him, but I never knew that he founded the city of Vancouver because the city of Vancouver was originally called Gastown because it was founded by Gassy Jack. <laughs> this is the kind of story I'm supposed to be telling you. Please continue. <laughs> the guy's name was Gassy Jack. Can we not... Okay, just everyone marinate on that for a second. That's his fucking nickname. I'm going to let everyone sit on it for a second. All right, Gassy Jack founded Vancouver. The city was renamed Vancouver, mercifully, in 1886 through a deal with the Canadian Pacific Railway. I don't really know the details on that. Vancouver is one of Canada's warmest cities in the winter, and while summer months in the inland temperatures are significantly higher, Vancouver has the coolest summer average high of all major Canadian metropolitan areas. The summer months are typically dry, with an average of only one in five days during July and August receiving precipitation. Yeah, so, it's kind of what they're known for. It's a lot like most of the uh, the American southern coastal cities where you're on the coast and it's, it's quite cool, but as soon as you start to get inland and if you're near the mountains, as soon as you cross over them, it's a whole different story. That's the great thing about Vancouver too, because within a 20 to 30 minute drive from downtown Vancouver, which in and of itself, big touristy town with lots of stuff to do, drive 20 to 30 minutes and you are in the mountains mm -hmm. and there's also the ocean, the beach, like you said. Some notable people from Vancouver include listeners of the show, Ryan Reynolds and Pamela Anderson, which I think is a listener of your show. I didn't know she didn't listen to your show. She does listen to my show. And my show. And your show. Both shows. Just like some people in Quebec are bilingual, mm -hmm. Pamela Anderson is bipodal. <laughs> <laughs> Nice joke, Grandpa. <laughs> Thank you. It's late, everyone. Get, cut me some slack. All right, that's it on Vancouver. You've thrown more shade at Vancouver than any other city on this list, I feel like. Oh, I thought Winterpeg uh, got a lot of scorn. No, Vancouver's beautiful. I have no issue with Vancouver. Great. I have no real issue with BC. Although, I will say this, and this isn't from personal experience, this is totally anecdotal, that BC is every deadbeat dad and person looking to change their identity and fake their death, they move out to British Columbia and they just go hide. 
Okay, Vancouver, it's beautiful there, and deadbeat dads like to hide there. So I'm told. What do you have for another guess? How many of the top ten have we done? Four out of ten. Are you freaking kidding me? How many cities are in there? All right, so how about... Um... Ten. <laughs> There's ten. All right, let's go back to Ontario and take a look at the capital. And I'm going to say that Ottawa, I mean, Ottawa's not a massive place, but I'm going to say it's in the top 10. It is. Well, do you have a guess on where? If Vancouver's three, Montreal's two, Quebec City is seven, and Winnipeg at eight. I'm going to say it's number six. It's four. You idiot. Have you even lived in Canada before? Have you been to Canada even once? I don't know if the... <laughs> I don't know if you could actually pick up the sound of me hitting my microphone with my forehead, but yeah. His head slunk down <laughs> in shame into the, into the mic. Ottawa, Ontario is number four, population in the metro of 1.5 million. Its nickname is Bytown, and its motto is Advance, Ottawa, in Avant. Ew, what? I don't recognize any of what you just said, but okay, go on. <laughs> me neither. Uh, with the draining of the Champlains, this, this asshole again keeps coming back, Champlain. Yeah. He's big in Canada, huh? No, not at all. But he did an awful lot while he was here. He named a lot of things. It's in Ottawa, and once the Champlain Sea was drained, the Ottawa Valley became habitable, thus Ottawa became a town. Uh, Local populations used the area for wild edible harvesting, hunting, fishing, trade, travel, and camps for over 6,000 years. That is until... Whitey? Was it Whitey? Etienne Brill... Widely regarded as the first European traveler to travel up the Ottawa River, he passed by Ottawa in 1610 on his way to the Great Lakes. He found... so le- Okay, so now we're skipping forward 200 years. It was founded in 1826 as Bytown and incorporated as Ottawa in 1855. Later became the capital and it has evolved into the political center of Canada. That all sounds right. Ottawa has the most educated population among Canadian cities and is home to a number of colleges and universities, research and cultural institutions, including the University of Ottawa, Carleton University, some museums and shit, which makes it a big tourist attraction. Yeah. Supposedly. You've been to Ottawa? I have. You've been everywhere. Let me tell you something about Ottawa that I find very interesting. The difference in Ottawa is when the last time I was, I was in Washington earlier this year, I forget how far away you actually are from the White House to be able to go to the White House and take a look at it. Yeah. You know, it's like half a mile or something and there's barricades and and missile launchers and, you know, dogs and all kinds of stuff trying to keep you away. Guns just sprawled about so that you get the idea. Right. And then so you got this little White House that's not as big as you thought it was going to be and and, uh, off you go. In Canada, when you go to our capital, our capital is more like a kind of a castle. And it is huge and it's sprawling. Way cooler. Yep. And it has a massive lawn on it. And the weirdest thing that we saw when we were hanging around there, I went there with my son on a trip a little while ago, and the entire lawn in the mornings, people just come and do yoga on it. Like, it's just like, here's a thousand people doing yoga on the lawn. And I can't ever, ever, ever imagine that at the White House. No. No. Anybody getting close enough to do anything? Americans are just naturally defensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, the White House thing, at least, There was a time where you could walk right up to the White House until people started fucking assassinating our presidents. Has there been a Canadian prime minister that has been assassinated? I should know this answer, and I honestly don't think that there's ever been a Canadian prime minister assassinated. Attempted, maybe? I am sure there have been attempts. Yeah. But no, it's like more of a sport in your country. We, we, uh, you know, we make games (laughs) and write songs about them, but no, not really here. Probably good. Well, 
notable people from Ottawa, which include comedian and actor Dan Aykroyd Mm -hmm. of Ghostbusters fame, among many other things. Uh, Also comedian and actor Tom Green, which I think you were telling me before the show is your favorite actor. Oh, yeah. No, he's a real icon here in Canada. Obviously, all (laughs) Canadians adore the antics of Tom Green. Freddie Got Fingered is kind of like your guy's Citizen Kane. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) uh, here's a funny aside, actually. When I asked my wife to marry me, I took her to her childhood beach. It was, it was the one place in her whole childhood that brought her happiness. And uh, so I took her there, and she was so moved by, by being back in this place that meant so much to her. And I, I climbed inside a dead moose, and uh, sure. when she was walking sure. by, I just punched out a fist <laughs> through the stomach and uh, held out a ring. And she said, oh my god, you're giving me the Tom Green? Oh my god, she's, you know. It's just like all the Canadian girls so jealous. Oh, no. Yeah, that's kind of like your rom-com kind of quintessential scene right there in Canada. Oh, we all we study it. It's on TV yeah. like every three hours, you know? Sure. We study this thing. Yeah. And moose, meese, sorry, I should say. In Canada, we call more than one moose meese. Meese, Absolutely. Uh, meese are our tauntauns and our greatest comedic prop. I love where you're going with this. I wish you put as much study and knowledge and emphasis into guessing correctly on this list as you do in Tom Green and Moose and Meese. <sighs> Why don't we keep going? <laughs> Did you want to slunk your head into the mic again? Because we have time if you need to. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to wait until I answer my next one and then we'll see. We'll just okay. see how it goes. How big is the sun? Which planet in our solar system is most likely to sustain human life? What is the biggest object in our solar system besides your fucking ass? I discussed these questions and many more with my lifelong friend Alex on the new bonus episode that just dropped. Alex quizzed me on the top 10 largest objects in our solar system, which led to plenty of sidebars about big space questions like life on other planets, time on other planets, and much more. In fact, you can listen to a five minute snippet of this bonus episode right now on our main podcast feed. It is posted just before the episode you're listening to now. But for the full episode, go to tennispod.com slash plus. When you go there, you can unlock instant access to this bonus episode and almost 50 others with new episodes added every month. Again, go to tennispod.com slash P-L-U-S to listen now. Or if you're an Apple Podcast listener, you can tap the subscribe button at the top of our Apple page to listen there as well. And don't forget, this month, May 2022, we're doing a special. Sign up for Tennis Pod Plus. You'll get your first three months free. You can listen to this episode right now in full for free, as well as any episode that comes out the next three months. You can get more details and sign up now at tennispod.com P-L-U-S. Now, get your head out of the stars and go listen already. All right, so we've covered at least half. Five out of ten is half, yes. Have we done number five? No. And it's a province that you haven't mentioned yet. Is it Alberta? Is it Calgary? Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Home of my favorite U.S. politician. Get to that in a second. Is number five in the top ten, just below Ottawa, the last one we discussed. The Calgary metropolitan area has a population of 1.5 mil. Its nicknames are the Stampede City Mm -hmm. and Cowtown. Mm -hmm. Its motto is just one word, and I like those one-word mottos. Onward. Moo! Oh, wait, what? What'd you hear? <laughs> onward. Oh, onward. Were you saying moo like a cow or were you saying moose? 
No, moo. We call okay. it Calgary. Why is that? Just a lot of cows there? Uh, a lot of cows, a lot of cowboys, a lot of cowboy culture, rodeo culture, that kind of thing. Okay. So it's the Oklahoma of Canada, perhaps. Shout out to my friend Brian. He lived there for a time. He went out to a cowboy bar. He got in a fight with somebody in line for riding one of those mechanical moose machines, and then he got punched. And then he fell down a 25-foot wall, broke both his legs. And uh, we all went back to school, and uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I like to take jokes and just beat them until they're fucking dead. <laughs> and we're going to keep it going. It's not the last time you heard it on this episode, promise. The Calgary, Alberta fun facts I have listed from hashtag Nick's notes include that the Calgary area was inhabited by pre-Clovis people whose presence has been traced back at least 11,000 years. But we finally have a normal ass name to tell you about the, who founded the first settler there. Uh, the first documented European settler in Calgary in 1873 was John Glenn. Now, unlike some other cities like uh, Vancouver, Calgary's closer to Winnipeg in that it's a cold ass place. Winters are cold and the air temperature can drop to or below negative 20 degrees Celsius, which is negative 4 Fahrenheit, an average of 22 days a year. I mean, I was there and went into a bank when it was snowing. It came out and it was beautiful. Like, you just give it a couple minutes and it'll just, it's going to do what it's going to do. It changes constantly. I just don't know. And look, I, I get the irony of me saying this as someone living in fucking Oklahoma, but I just don't know why people are living in these places where it gets negative four degrees Fahrenheit for almost an entire month of the year. Mm. I'm waiting. I don't have an, I don't honestly don't have a good answer. Just move down to Toronto, move down to Vancouver. We don't have to live up there. There's no laws. There's no rules. Well, I moved to Toronto. <sighs> okay. Yeah. You're doing your part. I appreciate that. And I know you know this, you probably covered it in school. Calgary has the highest number of millionaires per capita of any Canadian city. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's oil rich as well. Mm. Notable people from Calgary include pro wrestler Brett the Hitman Hart, but also everyone's favorite politician from America, Ted Cruz, who was born in Calgary and later moved to Houston, at age, Houston Texas at age four. I'm confused about him. Did he not live in either Mexico or Cuba for a time as well? You might be thinking of Cancun, was it, right? <laughs> <laughs> all I remember is when we all took a vote, we said, okay, it's Ted from Calgary. What do we do? And we just put him in a mail sack, attached him to a couple of meese, and just, all right, he's America's problem. Yeah. All right, that's number five, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Where do we want to go from here? There's another Alberta city. Is there seriously? Yeah. Oh, hell. All right. Here, let me dance around the issue. Edmonton is in Alberta as well. Edmonton. Edmonton, is it higher or lower than Calgary? Higher. Lower. Well, actually, sorry, by, by higher. Higher up on the list towards 10? That's lower not how anybody list? thinks of higher when in this context. Oh, no, and Canadians. Canadians do. No. We're like, you start at 1 and then you go all the way up to 10. <laughs> oh, it's so much higher up at 10. <laughs> A boot 10 is where you want to be for Don't maximum. get me started about those mid-teens. <laughs> You really are Canadian. I take it back what I said earlier. Oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I would enjoy it more if you had that accent. Full-time? Consistently. Yeah, full-time. Welcome to the Doomsday Podcast, hey? I find you much more enjoyable. Right now, it's like <laughs> you're right on the border of enjoyable and grating, similar to the border of Canada and U.S. If I do a special Canadian disaster episode in a thick Canadian accent, would you join my Patreon? That's a fucking deal. All right, deal. You heard it here first. But then you have to join mine. 
If I do a thick French accent for the entire... Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine? It'd be a nine-hour episode because I'd be struggling for so long. Uh, but speaking of struggling, you struggled to guess number six on the list, Edmonton, Alberta. It's right after Calgary. Or I guess Canadians would say it's right before Calgary. I don't know. North of Calgary. Sure. It's number six. 1.4 million in the metro. Its nicknames are the Festival City and the City of Champions. The earliest known inhabitants arrived uh, about 3000 BC mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps as early as 12,000 BC. Now that's a long time ago. And that's when an ice-free corridor opened as the last glacial period ended and timber, water, and wildlife became available in the region because Canada's fucking cold as hell and always has been. In July 1987, an F4 tornado hit the city and killed 27 people. Here's your doomsday episode. The day became known as Black Friday. I don't think they mean <laughs> deals on televisions at Best Buy. I'll double check though. It became known as Black Friday because of the tornado, probably, and how the city gained the moniker the City of Champions. I think because of the resiliency of the people to bounce back. And how long ago was that again? 1987. Oh, so not even that long. Hmm. Mm -mm. Today, Edmonton hosts a year-round slate of festivals reflected in the nickname Canada's Festival City. It's home to North America's second largest mall. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, the West Edmonton Mall is kind of famous. It's got a, uh, a whole theme park inside of it. Kind of like, because uh, I think the largest mall, or at least at one time it was the largest, was the Mall of America, mall of America yeah. in Minnesota. It's also home to Fort Edmonton Park, Canada's largest living history museum. Living history museum? Are you talking about a residence home? <laughs> Are we back to Brandon's house again? Wait, how'd this happen? <laughs> we keep taking detours and then back up at Brandon's house. I'd, what is a living history museum? Does that just mean... I don't know. It sounds like an old folks home. Oh, it recreates historical settings to simulate a past time period. Oh, well. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Some notable people from Edmonton include comedian and actor Tommy Chong. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Do you know the biggest actor, or I, I would guess the biggest actor to come out of Edmonton? It's Michael J. Fox. It's from oh, Edmonton. Hell. All right. Yeah. It's Edmonton. So I think all that's left is uh, your home province. <sighs> the number one slot? You also have nine and ten. Oh, damn it. Seriously? Yeah. All right. We're going to knock those nine and ten out of there. For the tenth time, we're doing ten things today. You're no, guessing ten. The name of the show is Tenish. Uh, 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 you just said it. It's 10-ish. It's 10. What else do we have? Ellesmere Island is not on the list. Baffin Island is not on the list. No, sir. Waterloo? Yeah, Kitchener-Waterloo, also combined with Cambridge for the metro. Mm -hmm. And Ontario is number 10. Boom! Population between that larger metro area is 576,000. And apparently the largest city of that metro is Kitchener. Yeah. Does that sound right? Okay. Yeah, it's a university town, yeah. Uh, Kitchener and Waterloo are considered twin cities. Kitchener was n known as Berlin until 1916. Mm. Kitchener has strong German heritage because of the high levels of settlement in this area by German-speaking immigrants. How far is uh, Kitchener from Toronto? want to say a couple hours. By moose or by car? Okay, so hold on. So you do by car and then when you do by moose, you multiply by 8.7. Um, so yeah, it'd be a couple of days by moose. Great. Yeah, if you take a meese wagon, it's take forever. 
train, maybe a couple hours, car, maybe a couple hours. Um, I haven't been there in forever, so I can't actually remember how long it takes to get there. I'll bet you Lennox Lewis, three-time boxing heavyweight champion, remembers how long it takes to get there because he's from the Kitchener area. I love Lennox Lewis, but and I hate to make a joke about Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis Do but Do I it. don't think that Lennox Lewis is going to remember a whole ton. That guy was in a lot of fights. All right, Lennox, let me know wh- when and where you want to fight Brad Choma, and we'll make it happen in Kitchener. Oh, good. I'll see you there, Lennox. Or maybe he can fight David Morrow, author and creator of the Rambo franchise. Who? His fellow Kitchenite. Rambo? Yeah, Rambo. Rambo. The movie Rambo, Sylvester Stallone. Rambo. Yes, you've said it three times. <laughs> no, don't do that. I did not know that. I had no idea. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Thank you. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. All right, so we're saving number one. We all know what it is. So what's the other Ontario city that's sitting at number nine? <sighs> this is the one you live in. This is the one you should be doing best at. Oh, I know. But what's the... uh... Throw out one city. Mississauga? No. Thank God. Okay. Ontario City. Sault Ste. Marie. No. Kingston. No. I'm loving this. (laughs) I feel like such a Nick. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Do you have any hints? The name of the city is also the name of a recent Disney Plus special. And a Broadway play. Cats? Cats, Ontario. (laughs) Do you think Disney Plus did cats? Come on. Way too many cat assholes for Disney Plus. You know, they had to actually go in and digitally remove all those cat assholes. We might have talked about that last time. (laughs) I want to know who made the call, A, to put the cat assholes in. These are actors and actresses. Like, Taylor Swift's cat asshole is on prominent display in this fucking movie. But then who made the call to take them out? And... Ultimately, it didn't matter because either way, the movie was a piece of shit that did horribly and it deserved to do horribly. But somewhere out there is a cat asshole cut of this movie. It exists. You might like that more. Yeah, maybe they'll play that on the next 30 foot screen in that sexy Susan bar. At Brandon's. Yeah, yeah, at Brandon's (laughs) place. Yeah. The name we're looking for is Hamilton. Oh, come on. All right, fine. Hammertown, Hamilton. Yes. Hammerton or the Hammer. Or the Electric City, or the Ambitious City, I'm told. Hamilton, Ontario, at number nine. I've also heard it called Waterfall City by some people, because it has an awful lot of waterfalls there. That can't be right. It's not in my notes. Well, fuck that. It has a metro population of 785,000. And prior to European settlement, the land on which Hamilton now stands was inhabited by the Neutral and Mississauga nations. Hamilton ranked first in Canada for police-reported hate crimes in 2016 with 12.5 hate crimes per 100,000 population. Do you get that? It's the hate crime capital of Canada, is Hamilton. Does that surprise you? Kinda. I don't know where I thought it would be. Like somewhere in BC or something? I don't know. Some compound somewhere? I don't know. Wow, I did not know that. There you go. Organized crime has also had a notable presence in Hamilton with three centralized mafia organizations operating in Hamilton. Okay, yeah, you've got your maple syrup mafia. I mean, they're represented everywhere. Sure. The Moose Mafia. And then the Chuds. The Chuds, yeah. Yeah. But fear not, it's not all bad in Hamilton because it's also home to the Royal Botanical Gardens, one of the major tourist attractions between Niagara Falls and Toronto. But notable people from Hamilton include Tennis Pod Plus member since day one, Martin Short. Nice. 
<laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> but also, even more impressive, is the world champion of magic. David Copperfield. <laughs> Greg Ferwin. Never heard of him, but it's the, the only other interesting person I could find. From Hamilton. No one else interesting has ever come from Hamilton. <laughs> it's time to get to the big one. The one oh you my god, it's on. time. All right, I'm very excited. God, I would love it if you got it wrong. Here's how I will say this. The number one most populated city in Canada is the number four most populated city in North America, behind Mexico City, New York, and LA. Which is? Toronto. Toronto. Um, you're right. So Toronto is number one on this list. It has a metro of 6.2 million. It's also called Tio. Yeah, Hogtown, T.O., The Six. Drake started calling it The Six a while back. Yeah, we got a lot. The of... city that works. But Toronto, I would live in Toronto. I would too. Yeah, there nobody from, if you're going to live here, uh, the first thing you got to do is lose that extra T at the end. It's just Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Okay. I'm the only person, and my wife makes fun of me for this, I'm the only person in Toronto who pronounces it Toronto. Everyone else is Toronto. Toronto, yeah. Yeah. It does sound kind of cooler. Like if Fonzie was going to say the name of the city. I feel like he would definitely say Toronto instead of Toronto. Actually, you're right. He'd be like, hey, Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a Fonzie reference. Toronto is also the largest city in all of Canada by land area. Mm -hmm. But indigenous peoples have traveled through and inhabited the Toronto area, located on a broad sloping plateau interspersed with rivers, deep ravines, and urban forest for more than 10,000 years. But the British established the town of York in 1793 and later designated it as the capital of Upper Canada. York was later renamed and incorporated in 1834 as the city of Toronto. Today, more than 50% of residents belong to a visible minority population group. Toronto is an extremely diverse city. Always has been. It, for the longest time, it was the most diverse city on the planet. I'm not sure. I think there's probably Asian cities that maybe are more diverse right now, but 50% of the people here aren't from here. Yep. And we represent, I believe, except for some uncontacted tribes in South America, we have representatives from everywhere living here. Why do you think that is? So the reason is everybody wants to leave their hot, stinking, sweaty countries with their political revolts to come to North America. And everyone says, oh, let's go to the, you know, let's go to America because that's, you know, what you see on TV. What happens is America is, it's like a melting pot. Where when you come there, it's, you know, abandon everything that you used to be, in a sense, and now you are American, right? And so become American. But when you come to Canada, it's more like, oh, you're from Oklahoma? That's cool. Uh, where do you live? Down here? Oh, Moose Lane? Oh, have you met Jack from Canada yet? Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> Jack. We don't really have that. So we encourage people to, uh, to just be themselves and do what they want to do. And so... Lame. I don't know. I guess we've just been doing it so long that we just never stopped. We just kind of took it as a source of pride after That's a while. That's the thing. It's always been that way. Yeah. It's always been diverse. And it, it says here that it's varied cultural institutions, which include numerous museums and galleries, festivals, mm -hmm. public events, national historic sites, and more. It attracts over 43 million tourists each year. So in addition to being the most populous city, probably not surprising, it's also the most tourist e city in Canada. So there's a lot of people there at all times. More people come to visit Toronto in a year than live in Canada. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Because the, the population of Canada as a whole is 39 million and 43 million tourists come there. Hmm. Even with an American uh, background in math, you were able to get that real quick. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to push back on that. You got it. <laughs> Toronto is known for its many skyscrapers and high-rise buildings, in particular, the tallest freestanding structure on land in the Western Hemisphere, the CN Tower. Yeah. Toronto is the third largest tech hub in North America after Silicon Valley and New York City, but it is also the fastest growing mm -hmm. in all of North America. Let's talk about crime in Toronto. The historically low crime rate in Toronto has resulted in the city having a reputation as one of the safest major cities in North America. For instance, in 2007, the homicide rate for Toronto was 3.3 per 100,000 people. Yeah. Hang, hang on to that number. Hang on. 3.3 per 100,000. Compare that to Vancouver, 266 per 1,000. 266 in Vancouver, 3 in Toronto. But yeah. Toronto's the biggest, bigger city. Now, I don't know why that is, but I think it probably has something to do with gang violence. That might influence it. This won't play into it, but Vancouver also, I don't even know how you even phrase this, but they, they receive more floating severed feet than anywhere when bodies find their way into the ocean wearing shoes and everything else falls apart you know like a soft brisket oh. feet will stay inside a shoe because the shoes are tied so there's nowhere for a foot to go so the shoes will float shoes with feet and no other identifying markers wash up on the beaches all the time a couple things here number one this is why you host a doomsday podcast, the doomsday podcast. You're well suited for it. Number two, when I was a kid, I used to think that there was a quote unquote dentist for each part of the body. So I thought there was like a toenail dentist. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was onto something because if we had toenail dentists, maybe we could identify these bodies just on their feet. What do you think? Fair enough. In, in Canada, <laughs> what we would do is we would take a look at your assumption and we would say, wow, that guy's really on something. We just say on something. Oh, okay. You yeah. wouldn't add the two in there. No, not necessarily, no. But two is also like T.O., like Toronto. So there's a segue back to the list. And I want to tell you about some notable people from Toronto, which include Drake. Yeah. Also, Austin Powers himself, Mike Myers, is mm -hmm. from Toronto. And that's it in all of history. Yeah, I know. It's weird. You think we would do more, but... No. Mm -hmm. Man pounding on firecrackers with his knife ignites explosion, fatally sending the knife into his eye. Uganda man offers locals in a bar to hit him with a cane for 100 shillings a stroke and dies. Woman killed by alligator. Her last words? Guess I won't do this again. Join us on the Darwin Awards podcast, where we talk about people who recently removed themselves from the planet by doing stupid things. Such stupid things. We are three brothers who scour the internet each week to find you the most entertaining and deserving stories. Join us every Monday as we discover newly deceased idiots. Any platform you use, we are on it. Search the Darwin Awards podcast. Let's take a break from Brad's terrible, terrible guessing so we can get to your amazing, amazing podcast reviews. Every week on the show, I read reviews from listeners just like your ass, and I'm going to start this week with one from Apple Podcasts. It comes from Arjun1097. Arjun1097 says, I've been listening to podcasts for three years now. How did I not discover this before? Amazing infotainment and the banter is always hilarious. 
currently doing a deep dive into older episodes and making my way back up to more recent stuff. Great work, subscribed, and shared repeatedly. If I ever discover a time travel machine, Arjun 1097, I will get in that thing, travel back to three years ago when you first started listening to podcasts, and tell you about Tennis Podcast, and you can start listening right from the beginning. Either way, I don't think that time machine thing's going to happen, but I do think your podcast review happened, and I thank you for it. One more here comes from Daniel Smith. This one's on Apple too. And holy shit, I'm realizing that... <laughs> This podcast review mentions something we talked about on the show today with Brad, and it's a total coincidence. I didn't even know. I didn't do this on purpose. It says, I imagine if Tom Green and his best bro had a podcast, this is what it might sound like. Nick and Brandon have a fun report and makes for an enjoyable podcast. Give them a listen. We just talked about Tom Green being from Toronto. What are the odds of that? Amazing. Daniel Smith on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate your review. Don't know about the Tom Green thing, though. Everyone else out there, I'll read your review if you go write one on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, or on Good Pods. Until then, let's get back to the show. Brad, it was a struggle. Couldn't have done it without me. Thank God I was here. We got through the top 10 largest cities in Canada. Nick, it was a struggle. I could not have got through this without you. Thank God you were here. Yeah. You guessing this list is a little like your friend falling off a wall, breaking both legs. It just, it's not pretty. But we did it, and you went back to your hotel with your friends in eighth grade, and at that hotel, I'm going to recap the list for you. I'm going to start back at number 20, though. So here's some cities that are just outside the top 10 we haven't talked about yet. 20 is Kelowna, or no, Kelowna, British Columbia? Oh, you know what? This won't be... Okay, I'm not trying to be mean, but your pronunciation is so bad that I'm actually having trouble. <laughs> Kelowna? Kelowna. Kelowna, British Columbia is 20. Sherbrooke, Quebec is 19. Vagina, Saskatchewan is 18. We covered that. Uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan is 17. Victoria, British Columbia is 16. Which is actually across from Vancouver. 15 is Oshawa, Ontario. 14, Windsor, Ontario. Mm-hmm. 13, St. Catharines, oh, okay. Niagara. 12 is Halifax. 11 is London, Ontario. Okay, yeah. All right. Ontario dominates the top 20. 10 is Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, Ontario. 9 is Hamilton, Ontario. 8 is Winnipeg, Manitoba. 7 is Quebec City, Quebec. 6 is Edmonton, Alberta. Five is Calgary, Alberta. Four is Ottawa, Ontario. Three is Vancouver, British Columbia. Two is Montreal, Quebec. And number one, with 6.2 million people, is Toronto, Ontario. Well done. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Thank you. Oh, crap. We could do this all night. I will keep going. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) thank you thank you brad this has been fun for you for me it was okay i accept that why don't you give us one more plug for your show well i'm working on something gross right now great i'm not even going to give any any spoilers about it but i'll just say that if you do love gory details you have a uh a general interest in trying to stay alive and have and have a fleeting interest in history 
I would ask you to take a look on the interwebs for History's Most Dangerous Podcast. It's technically called Doomsday, but it's just so much damn easier to find as History's Most Dangerous Podcast. I welcome you all to come over and take a listen. I'm actually having some barf bags printed up, so I would love, Nick, to be able to send you several barf bags for you to be able to use on your show. Send me a barf bag, and while barfing in the barf bag, I'll call you mid-barf for that feedback that you're looking for. That's actually really good. Could we record this? We'll make a TikTok out of it. Oh my god, that's the best. Okay, I'm in. And Doomsday, you mentioned it's easier to find if you search History's Most Dangerous Podcast. I'll make it even easier. It's in the show notes, putting a link to your website. It's on any podcast app. Sincerely, one of my favorite podcasts. You should listen to it. Also, I mentioned TikTok. Brad is a new kid on the block on TikTok. He's a solid follow over there, too. Better than me on TikTok, which is at TennisPod. Mine's doomsday.the.podcast. <laughs> Not quite as catchy, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it works. But it does, yeah. Yeah. Brad. Nick. We'll have to have you on again, if you're willing. I will do it, but this time I have to bring you a list. Because that's just way more fun for me. You prefer bringing the list, huh? No? I don't know. Well, you know what? Let's flip a coin. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. Brad, thank you for coming on. I'll be back next week with episode 175. I'll be talking Colts. Just a heads up. Until next time, what's a good Canadian salutation to sign us off? We'll see you real soon, hey? You heard it. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>